Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Today is Giving Tuesday, a global day of giving, and it's also the start of ESPN's V-Week where we continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. We can all make a difference today by supporting cancer research, which is needed now more than ever. If you're able, give now at v.org donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. Welcome back to our second hour of Get Up, coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. And we begin with the Bears and the Vikings playing something that looked like a football game last night. Yes, it was the Bears and the Vikings. It was Justin Fields and Joshua Dobbs. And we're we're just going to skip the first three quarters and go right to the fourth with the Vikings trailing 9-3. That is Josh Dobbs' fourth interception of the game. Not third, fourth. That's four. It's no too, too many, some might say. On the next Bears drive, second and ten from the Vikings 22. Justin Fields is going to drop back. He's pressured. He wanted to give the ball back. It was not giving Monday. Uh, it was not Chris <laughs> the ball. It was not Chris the ball. Fields says, that's my bad. Next Vikings drive, first and ten from the Bears 17. What's that? It's a touchdown. Oh, we waited all night for a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson delivers. Anyway, Bears looking to respond. 115 going to fourth, second and ten. Justin Fields is in trouble, and so he's going to throw it to receiver right in there. the vicinity Saint of the wall. Met, yeah, he's right there on a comeback. No intentional he's grounding was called on the back. play. Yeah, yeah, you'll see the guy right there. Look, he's coming back. He's yep. in like seven yards. Those guys are all on the bench. You're not allowed to throw it to the guys <laughs> on the bench. Anyway, uh, it wasn't called. Next play, third and ten from the Vikings 49. Fields mm. strike mm. to DJ Moore. Proud, Maryland, Turk, DJ Moore down to the Vikings 13. Bears let the clock run down because you can't turn it over if you do that. And it sets up a 30-yard attempt for Cairo Santos. Hero of the night. Yeah! Kick is up and it's good. Fields relieved. O'Connell and the Vikings are bummed. Bears win it 12 to 10. 12 to 10. Monday Night Football, baby. Top of the 2024 draft board is controlled by the Bears. This is what we really want to talk about, okay? They have the fourth pick. That's their pick. But they also have the first pick right now, which is Carolina's pick, because that trade they made before last year's draft. So the question is, as we watch Justin Fields engineer a victory there without a touchdown, uh, and as we head into the final five, six games of the season here, <laughs> what? I'm just giving you the facts. Like, they didn't score a touchdown. It was 12 to 10. They won the game. The Bears have a decision to make, yeah. right? Like Justin Fields, they got a fifth-year option decision next May. Right. They're going to have maybe the first pick in the draft. Maybe they have the first two picks in the draft. I don't know. So what should they be thinking going into the draft? Should they be thinking about sticking with Fields, or should they be thinking about taking a quarterback? Well, Graz, I think they should be thinking about the last five games of the year. Right now they're 4-8. and eight. They got five games for Justin Fields and this coaching staff to prove that they should be trusted to be there next year. That's the bottom line. Because if you're going to go get a quarterback in the draft, after a season like, like they've had this year, how can I trust that you're going to be able to develop that quarterback? So for me, it's I, I hope for a Bears fan, as a, if I was a Bears fan, that they finish the year strong and they trade away that first pick so they can continue to build around this roster. If you go get a guy like Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, uh, all these guys that are going to be at the top of the draft pick, uh, at the, of the draft board, 
it's not going to help if they don't have a team that they can succeed with. Right. You saw the trade with Montez Sweat to get them some pass right. rushing ability, but I wouldn't trust this coaching staff right now to build around a new young quarterback. And then what you're going to end up doing is fire that coaching staff in a year or two years and have to rebuild again around a young quarterback. The Bears cannot be a self-fulfilling prophecy. They can't continue to repeat the same mistakes. And Justin Fields has shown us over the past two weeks that he is capable, more than capable. They got to get more out of him in the last five. They're in a unique situation. Yes. And I think that the context of the situation matters. Generally, I think I'm with what RG3 is saying there is you're better off Assuming that you're not going to get it right with some magical quarterback, you're better off moving back and building up a team around a mediocre quarterback or just any quarterback to come in and have success. However, they're in a unique situation. There are quarterbacks in this draft that are as highly touted as any quarterbacks in recent history, and they also have two high first-round picks. So I think that they could do both of the things that we want them to do. They can move on and get one of these quarterbacks, likely Caleb Williams, that is projected to be one of the top quarterbacks in football, and also trade the next pick for one of the other high-profile quarterbacks and then build out a roster using that pick. So I think that is probably the smartest move, especially given what you've seen from Justin Fields up at this point. And it's not a criticism of Justin Fields. It's that situation. But that situation has failed Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has failed in that situation. I mean, they're almost every throw last night at or behind the line of scrimmage. That was a, a specific game plan, right, because it was the Vikings. Sure. Does it, does it tell you that maybe they aren't all the way sold on him? Well, yeah. I mean, listen, he's missed a bunch of games this season again. I'm sure from their perspective, they're just trying, you know, they're, they're trying to find ways to win. Limit the right. exposure of Justin Fields. But as, as Robert was talking about, you got five more games to see him. I do not think this is a situation where you go find a plug-and-play quarterback, all of a sudden your team is really good. Exactly. That's the issue. So if I'm them, I'm definitely trading away for more picks. I'm trying to build my roster and I'm trying to get a better football team in general. I think Justin Fields is, is just fine to continue to move on from from this year to next year, you have the fifth-year option that he'll yeah. have to pay. I get all those things. Again, even this season alone, right, you had Bryce Young, you got Stroud, you had uh, AR, Anthony Richardson who got yeah. drafted, I think, fourth in a pick, right? So two of the three, one's went one in ten, one's on IR, one's balling. So yeah. you got a 33% chance, right? So as you're looking at this, it's they don't just solve problems, right? That's not just – just because you bring a quarterback in does not mean the problem is solved. They have too many holes, and they have a player in DJ Moore they can definitely build around. Yeah. As you're looking at this, this is a team that can that could put a lot of weapons in their arsenal. We'll see. Obviously important to note that it's, it's a different front office and coaching staff than the one that was there when Fields was That's drafted. Right. We'll see what kind of decisions are made regarding that. Yep and also regarding the quarterback uh, as the offseason gets rolling here in a few weeks. Right now, it's time to recap our Week 12 winners and losers. Robert, give us a winner from the weekend. Oh, I mean, it's got to be the Denver Broncos. I mean, not only is Russell Wilson out there moving like he was years ago, but they're also on a five-game winning streak, have four straight wins against winning teams, and have put themselves dead smack in the playoff race, which no one thought they would be there when they started the year one and five and everybody was talking about how bad Russell Wilson has been. He's actually been very good. 20 touchdowns, four interceptions. They're certainly the winners right now. Quite the comeback in Denver. Neek, who is your Week 12 loser? Definitely the Lions. Like, we've been building Mm. up this Lions team, and and they finally get their Thanksgiving showcase with a good team against the Aaron Rodgers list Green Bay Packers. And we're like, it's time to turn over New Leaf in Detroit. No, they can't get pressure on the passer. They made uh, Jordan Love looked like Aaron Rodgers, and it showed to us that they just aren't quite there yet. And it's disappointing because we all are rooting for him. We love Dan Campbell. It's a fun team. But you got to get over that, huh? Yeah, you tough, tough Thanksgiving showcase there for a team that has 
high hopes for this season. Jeff, what about your Week 12 loser? Nick stole my real one, but I'm going to use the Buffalo Bills from here. I mean, listen, they, they, six and six, right? They had opportunities to win this uh, in Philly. They, they, they couldn't close it out. Philly ends up coming back and getting it. This is a team that now is in danger of not making the playoffs. Again, if you look at this with Josh Allen and the offense production that they have, you would think they would be high in the playoff race. Unfortunately, they may be on the outside looking in. I'm going to flip that one around because you guys are all so negative and say my winner from this weekend <laughs> is the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey. They were in trouble, man. I mean, yeah, Lane Johnson shows up on Sunday morning with a groin injury, can't play. They're down at halftime, and Jalen Hurts just leads him right back. Well, I, uh, Jason I, Kelsey. But a 59-yard yeah. <laughs> field goal by Jake <laughs> Elliott to tie it and send it to overtime. The Eagles just continue to do everything they possibly can to win these games, and they're sitting at 10 and one. They've trailed at halftime in four straight games, came back to win each and every one of them. That ties the longest such streak within a season in NFL history. And Philly has outscored teams by a league-best 68 points in the second halves of games this ooh, season. Here's ooh, Rex good. Ryan sitting here yesterday talking about the Eagles. They're not getting any knockouts. So when you judge teams, you want to knock teams out, all right? It's like a boxer that all he does is he wins by decision. They keep winning by decision. Mm. And I'm wondering if there's other teams that have closed the gap and they feel like, mm. hey, you know what? We got that knockout. You know <laughs> Who was umming in the we video? That's Monday, that was, Dan. That's that Monday was, Dan. Is that Monday Dan or was it RC? That sounded like RC. Could have been Men in unison. We need to break down the film from yesterday's show and figure out who was making noises while Rex was talking. But in terms of what he said, Jeff, like what, what do you make of that? Uh, he, he didn't coach any knockout teams, right? <laughs> like that's not even Rex's mentality. Like Rex was always about great defense. Keep it in the fourth quarter, ground and pound, like Damian Woody led football teams, right? Like, <laughs> I love it. I'm all about it. But now we're talking about knockout. You can't be a knockout team. Just win games. They're 10 and 1. They were down in all four quarters. If he was the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles right now, he'd be like, look how tough we are. Don't matter where we are, don't matter where we play, don't matter how bad we start, we're going to finish. Give them credit because that's what Sirianni's done. With two new coordinators, mm -hmm. he has found ways to win 10 games. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is unbelievable. And again, they kick a 59-yarder in the rain. 59. Jake Gillett steps up. Boom. Busted. You know, Jalen Hurts puts his feet to youth to go score following Jason Kelsey's smart decision on that part. Uh, this team just finds ways to win. you got to respect it. I don't care how it looks. Find ways to win. That's what they're doing. Yeah, there's worse things to be good at than coming back in the second half, right? But it's yeah, still but it's kind mean, of a tough way to, to live. There, when you um, have the margins that small, randomness is going to jump up and bite sure. you. And that's Rex's point, I think. Right. And it's made in a way that is great for TV, but it's great. not necessarily – He's great for TV. Yeah, he is, he's outstanding. <laughs> but I think Rex would push back on you in saying that he's never had uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and a great offensive line is why that he didn't have the knockout wins. We expect to see those knockout wins from them because they did it last, last year. year. And they've given us that. Yeah. Now we're seeing them win in a different way. I think Rex's point is easy to pick on, but it's right in some ways because right. they're not going to be able to – they're going to be fumbles. They're going to be issues late in game. They're going to be bad calls that go against you. When you don't put teams away, that's going to jump up and get you. And like we saw, they lost to the Jets. They're not sure. as bad as the Jets. Right. They lost to the Jets right. because that was the time well, when – Kansas City drops one in the end zone. Yeah. That's right. a different yeah. game. Yeah. You're 100% yeah. right. But for some reason, it hasn't come up. Look, Two new coordinators, right? There's all kinds of different – maybe it's not quite the same roster as they had last year. But right in the middle of it all 
is the quarterback. Yeah, it's Jalen Hurts, but listen, we can what if almost every game in yeah. NFL history. Yeah. The bottom line is I don't think there's much merit to what Rex said because we're not counting tallying how many knockouts a team had when they win games. Every coach that you guys have had in professional football comes in the locker room when you win a game 12 to 10 like the, the Bears just did against the Vikings. Yeah. They said, guys, don't apologize for winning. Right. Winning right. in the That's NFL right. is very hard. <laughs> we got to get it done. So for Rex to talk about those knockouts, yeah, we saw it last year, but we don't say – the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year because they knocked out seven teams when they should, they should have knocked out 12. That doesn't matter. What does matter is the fact that Jalen Hurts gives his team confidence. Every single game that they go into, it doesn't matter if they're down 7, 10, 14, yeah. whatever it is, they know what Jalen Hurts at quarterback, they can do it. And I'm telling you all guys, since I had a conversation with Jalen last year for a, a breakdown, and since they lost that Super Bowl, right, he has been on a mission, man, like he's at BYU. He does not care about anything. <laughs> like, he only wants to win football games, and he yeah. only wants to get back to the Super Bowl and prove that he is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. You saw his reaction after that field goal by Jake Elliott. I, I, most people would have been like, yeah, we're going to overtime. This dude was pissed off because sure. he didn't lead them on a touchdown drive. Yeah. So I'm not going to knock the Eagles for being 10-1. They're the most Ooh. scrutinized 10-1 sure. football team in all of football. But if you can come back and win games like they have, that's not a problem. It's an asset. Yeah, is it sustainable? They just did it four times in a row. Yeah, right? they, they, so it, I guess it is. I mean, Free it's up showing. against playoff caliber teams. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. This is not like they're playing nobodies. These are good teams. They're finding ways to win. And, again, did some of the bounces go their way? Absolutely. But we all have, we all have it that way. But I think, I mean, when you're talking about narrow margins and you're talking about a player like Jalen Hurts continuing to elevate his game right. and his leadership, that, that sets them apart, no? Yeah, it, it feels like when, like how I used to feel about the Warriors when they were hot. It's like they had seen so many different things that when you attack them with a different type of defense, they had already seen that two years ago. They're going to adjust, and it feels the same way Ooh. with Jalen Hurts and them. And while it's not pretty up until the end of the game, it does feel like with the talent that they have and the intelligence of that quarterback, that they have the key to every lock that you put in front of them. They go. just have to find the time to use it. But I still, I, I'm going to stand here and defend Rex. As crazy as Rex is, and most of Rex's beliefs, I will not defend. But I will, I will, <laughs> defend, I will defend this particular one is that, yeah, you don't want to be playing in these close games because they will come back to bite you. I, I, I see, it's the same criticism that I would we have of of the, the Cowboys or any other team. I, I, will like, disagree you know, to, I will disagree to this point. When you play in tight ball games yeah. and you play close games that you're down, it does give you a level of confidence yeah, no matter what happens in games. When if all you're doing is playing blowout games right. and you get into that tough one, it does. And That's by the fair. way, you see that Colts record down there. The first team since them 2005-2006 Colts. You know oh, I've, been on, some, did, I've been on some teams you like that. You know some guys on that I've been, team? I've you know seen some teams, teams. like that. Uh, anyway, we'll be continuing to talk about the Eagles because they're 10 and 1, and uh, we're also going to be talking about the team that's chasing them. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Is anybody playing better right now than Dak Prescott? He's finally getting MVP buzz, but he doesn't want to hear it. We'll talk about that next. Plus, Danger Russ is back and cooking. Has he gone from the problem to the solution in Denver? And can the Broncos make the playoffs? We know what RG3 thinks. We'll talk about it with everybody else when we come back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Time for a game we call playoffs or way off. I'm going to give you a team, and you tell me whether they're going to make the playoffs or, you know, not. RG3, the Packers. <laughs> oh, why are you going to do this to me? The Packers just beat the 8-2 and two Lions to make them go 8-3, and three, and I'm going to say it's playoffs for the Packers. All right. Listen, okay. Jordan Love, 9 of 11 for 152 yards in, on play action in this game. He's been way more accurate in the play action game than in the drop back. Last two games, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's playing at a much better clip, and they're down the stretch. They got five winnable games that they can put them in the playoffs. Okay. Geek, what do you think? Yeah, I like the Packers. It's, uh, I think if Jordan Love can continue, can continue to do this, then they're absolutely in the playoffs. And the stretch that they got coming up is not a very competitive one, and the NFC in general is not all that um, – Loaded. It's kind of top heavy, so I think they can make it in. Chiefs are next after the Chiefs. After next that, that then, after, then, it, then it gets a little soft. A little yeah. bit. Jeff, Jeez. Houston Texans playoff or way off? Or playoff here. Woo-hoo. I know they just lost to the uh, Jags last weekend, but listen, it, it, it feels like anytime C.J. Stroud has the ball at the end of the game, if there's a chance, you're, you're betting on Stroud. Yep. So as you look at this football team, the way they're constructed, um, you know, they, they have completely changed who everybody thought they were and who they thought this team was going to be this season. I give them a ton of credit, a ton of respect. They are finding ways to win. I think they make it in. 
And the thing that about C.J. Stroud that's been most impressive to me, everyone maligned him for his athleticism coming out of the draft. That man was out there scrambling, oh, creating, was. everybody oh, trying word. to get the, them to beat the Jaguars. So C.J. Stroud bringing the ball placement and the athleticism to the yes, table. He He's got the Texans feeling really good about the Very game. impressive, even in a loss. Dominique Broncos, playoffs or way off? Well, I got to be the only one out here that got to be negative. <laughs> way off? Have a I mean, way off. Oh. I mean, it's not fair playoffs are way off. They aren't way off, but they're going to barely no, miss no, the playoffs. One or the other. Yeah. Playoffs are way off. It's not, <laughs> it's sorry, not like man. just re- barely missed the playoffs. That's not a – I not respect the construct. Way off. I think that – they are, we're kind of grading them a bit on the curve, on the last season curve. Yeah. It's like when Jeff goes to the club, people don't expect much. You give them a little bit of dance, and they're like, ooh, <laughs> get it white oh, boy. Oh, yeah. That's big that's, white boy. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel we're doing with the Broncos right now. Is the Broncos from last year and the Broncos earlier in the season. And Russell Wilson, he's playing average to mediocre, and that defense is much better, but they're living on turnovers, which is not something that's sustainable. Right. So now they're winning five in a go, and we're like, ooh, Get it, white yeah. boy. Yeah. Like, oh, my respect, goodness. Respect. They can't really dance. Now that reference is hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I've been, I've been out really. with Jeff. I've been You've out been with Jeff. Really Jeff, really get it. Jeff, show him your move, man. Show him I can't show him. I can't show him. I can't show him. too hot in here. Yeah, America, I sweat. America's not ready for that. That's that's for sure. Uh, RG, you good to talk about I'm, the Broncos? I'm great to talk about the Because you disagree, right? I disagree. You had you had me laughing until you said that Russell Wilson is playing mediocre to okay. He's not. 20 touchdowns four interceptions, and here's what I'll say. Stats are like bikinis. They show you a lot, but they don't show you everything. If you put on the tape and you actually watch Russell Wilson, he looks like Russell Wilson of old. I'm talking about the Russell Wilson that led the Seattle Seahawks to two Super Bowls. He's being mobile in the pocket, and in this past game, he didn't have a ton of rushing yards, but he had 11 rushes. And they were using designed uh, quarterback reads, zone reads, to get him outside of the pocket. And the last time Russell Wilson had more than 11 rushes in a game, was 2017 week two against the San Francisco 49ers, Mm. and they also won that game. Mm. I watched this game, and I saw him have a vintage Russell Wilson play to the back corner of the end zone to Cortland Sutton that he dropped. Then he comes back and throws a touchdown to Troutman in a very similar fashion, making a guy miss in the backfield, getting outside the pocket, and he's moving and grooving better than I have seen him in quite some time. Now, he was 13 for 22 for 130 yards. I get it. But when I came away from the game, I felt like, man, if Russell's playing like this and their defense on this five-game winning streak, they're yeah. second in the league in points given up per game. They, if they can do that and they start to well, be I, real I reminiscent of that Seattle Seahawks team, Legion yeah. of Boom, and that's, then and that's, they can have a chance to win. And, and, and that's the problem. I mean, that's and, that's why, and, and that's why I'm right. right. <laughs> because <laughs> I think, you're, yeah, Russell is playing like the game manager that he was as a rookie season, and he does have these incredible plays, yeah. but he's not the guy that he had become where we thought he was MVP-level player. He's giving us that game manager. And in order to win with a game manager, you need to have a dominant defense. Right. And I don't do. believe their defense is good, but you said Legion of Boom, I think, three times. You, you invoked their name three times, and they are not the Legion of Boom, sir. Those, that group out there is better than they were, but... They gave second in the second, seven, they gave up 70, 70 without Justin Simmons, without Browning at linebacker, without Jewel at linebacker. They had a bunch of hostages playing defensive end when you talk about Frank Clark and, and Randy Gregory. Two really good players, but they weren't bought in. Benito's got seven, and a, seven sacks. Yep. Like this Broncos defense over the past five games Man, has yeah. been worthy of that moniker. They have not for the entire year. 
But if they're going to win and go to the playoffs and have a chance to make a run, that's what they're going to have to be. You want to yeah. break this tie? Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think they make the playoffs. But I do, I do think this team is, is very much improved. And, and exactly what we talked about at the beginning of the year. Peyton and Wilson will figure it out. He, he will find ways to be able to rush the ball effectively and try to play good defense. Everybody on this team has, has done a much better job. I just don't think – I think they're too far behind to make it. Well, that's the thing, right? They've won five games in a row to get to the, the number five. nine spot, that's right? right? So, yeah, if they start losing again at some point, right. uh, they've given I, away – We're not talking about the Colts right here. It, it's kind of so – we're talking about the Browns. The Col- Colts are in the playoff. I'm waiting that The Colts are currently in a playoff spot. That, that is accurate. Exactly Somehow right. we'll, uh, we'll check back What's on that record? again. Get it right. This get it right. What's the record? Week. They got a winning record. They're six and five. And they're what's the Broncos' record? I think they're six and five. Ninth, though. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. What's their record? Dak is on the attack, and the Cowboys are red hot. We will tell you what their chances are to catch the Eagles and whether they have to do it in order to make a run. And the L.A. story in hoops. LeBron unhappy after the worst loss of his career. And Russell Westbrook unhappy with the fans. We'll talk about all that when we come back. At it. Oh, boy. Get up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Back on Get Up, week 13 of the NFL season kicks off in just two days with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys hosting the Seahawks. The Cowboys have been on a little bit of a roll. Since that week nine loss to the Eagles, they've won three straight. Streak started with a blowout win over the Giants. Yeah, went back to, right with 404 yards and four touchdowns. The very next week, they traveled to Carolina, right? And again, Dak played well, throwing for two touchdowns on his way to a 33-10 victory. Then on Thanksgiving, Dak Tack kept on rolling. He had four more touchdown passes against the Washington Commanders. Mm. Dak was asked yesterday about being mentioned in the MVP conversation. He wasn't having it. What I say to myself is I really I haven't done shit, you know what I mean? It's um, regular season. Numbers are great. We're getting wins. That's, what, that's what's most important. But at the end of the day, we're trying to stack and keep growing this team to make sure that we're getting better each and every week. Robbie, you said you like that. You like hearing that from him. I love it. Yeah, you do. Absolutely love hearing that from Dak. He's more focused on, like, the playoff success, and it's kind of like what we all talk about here all the time. The Cowboys have had great regular season success. What, back-to-back 12-win seasons, all these different things. 
But I can tell you that the MVP is a regular season award. Mm -hmm. So for what Dak is doing right now, I think he's first in the NFL versus man. First when he gets bliss. First against four-man rush. First on third downs. He's first outside of the pocket when you talk about his efficiency. As an offense, they're the number one scoring offense in the NFL. And they're the second most efficient Ooh. offense in the NFL, which accounts for the people and the teams that you play against. So for anyone out there saying they ain't played nobody, well, that's taking that into account as well. Mm. So when I, when I look at that, I'm happy that Dak has that mindset. Our job here is to praise what he is doing and their ability to now start scoring touchdowns in the red zone. 18 of their last 26, they've scored a touchdown. And them actually watching shows like Get Up and Monday Night Countdown and showing what motion can actually do for you as an offense, going from 39% of it using it against the 49ers when they got shellacked right, to now in this past game they used it 79% of the time in pre-snap motion. So I think Dak and Mike McCarthy have figured it out. They're on the same sheet of music. They're finishing each other's sentences, whatever. They're hanging out in the tree. However you want to paraphrase it, these two have figured it out, and the Cowboys are playing at an extremely high level. Yeah, I like what they're doing offensively, and Dak knows this media game. So that's he's saying he what he knows that, that he needs does. to be said. But, damn it, when you're playing that good, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope he goes behind Ooh. in the locker room and celebrates. I hope he goes to the club and popping bottles because he is playing as good or better than anybody in the league right now at the most important position in a high-pressure situation. That throw right there, mm. nobody throws that seam route to the tight end nearly as well as Dak Prescott. Mm. The way that he is putting up these numbers, it is giving us confidence in this team going forward. He's right. Nothing matters in the way that we're going to talk about him. He's already progressed past any point of criticism except for what he's going to do in the divisional and the championship round in the playoffs. Right. But we should appreciate it. Like you said, it's our job to, to stop everybody and say, look, he's doing something special right now, no yeah. matter who the opponent is. These are NFL teams. Yes. That, beat, right. <laughs> that beat other NFL te yes. teams on occasion. And he's putting up on video games. <laughs> every, every now and then. He's putting up <laughs> video game numbers against them. And to your point, that's, what, that's how they account for um, – in the efficiency numbers, they account for it by how badly you beat these teams, and he's doing it. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it builds confidence, irrespective yeah. of who you're playing. And if, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're trying to catch the Eagles for the division. By the way, that's everybody's first goal in the NFL, right? Win your division, then worry about you get a pl home playoff game. But I think from the Cowboys' perspective, at losing to San Fran the way they did, and then even losing to the Eagles, is the mindset of we have to continue to get better. And they are getting better. Not only are they getting better, they're getting better protection-wise, they're getting better pushing the ball down the field. Brandon Cooks has gotten in there. C.D. Lamb, they've kind of gotten away from we got to run the ball all the time and be this type of offense. We're going to be ground and pound. They are allowing Dak Prescott to be. And it's not flip it over, or don't forget to flip it Dan Quinn and the defense, as, as you know, Bland leading the league. And, and I mean, this guy is M defensive MVP yep. the way he has played. Yep. They're all, their defense is scoring as well. So this team is taking advantage of who they're playing, but they are doing it at a, a record level. So when they do play the good teams, they played really well against Philly, man. They had a shot. Unfortunately, he steps out of bounds. But this, this team is in the mix. Uh, for this NFC and for, and for the division. They're going to get another shot. The schedule's going to get That's tougher. Right. They have Seattle this week, and then they have the rematch against Philadelphia in Dallas. If, that is a big if, because the Eagles can't be killed with conventional weapons, if they lose, if the Eagles lose to San Francisco, then Dallas, and Dallas beats Seattle, then Dallas has a chance to tie them atop the division That's right. uh, in that Week 14 game. My question to you guys is, do they have to? Like, like is Dallas's playoff success tied to them winning the division and getting home games? I'll say this. No 
if Philly is the NFC, you know, home game. If, if, if Philly, you have to go through Philly to get there. I think if they go to San Fran, they get boat race. I think if they go to Philly, you have seen Philly's defense get exposed even at home. Huh. And this is going to have to be a shootout type game for Philly and Dallas. And so you realize, hey, we went in there, we put up points, we didn't get the win, but we do feel confident. Where they went to San Fran, it don't matter what motion they run, bro. Yeah. They got boat race, right? Like, <laughs> run all the motion you want, you got smoked. Yeah, I think that they have a chance. They're comfortable going into Philly. They do it every year, and they're capable of winning in that um, city. Even against Jalen Hurts, even though they haven't done that, they show that they can be competitive in that situation. I think you're right. But the fewer games you can play and any advantage you can get in a single elimination tournament really matters. And I think when there's no standout team like it is this year, the first-round bye is going to be huge. Home field advantage is going to feel like a a little bit bigger than it's felt in the past. So I think it does matter to them. And part of the reason why they lost last year, I think, was – they had a short week, and they had to go all the way to the West Coast. And yeah. then the big reason why they mattered is because the 49ers are really good. Yeah. Ooh, really it, good. It but it didn't help. On, it depends on how you phrase the question. Like, would they rather have home field <laughs> advantage? Yeah. Right. yeah, they would. No, they're but five, I said, do they, do they need it? They're 5-0 at home this year. Do they need it? No. And I think the way that they're playing and how they have found their identity and they're allowing their defense to play the way they play best, which is with the lead, yeah. so they can pin their ears back and get after the quarterback, they don't Ooh. need it. But they obviously want to catch the Eagles and win their division. That's always every coach I've ever played for. Right. That's the first no doubt. Big stretch coming division. up to determine whether they can, in fact, do that. Let's talk some hoops. Let's run the floor. Ooh, yeah. Beginning in Philadelphia, coincidentally enough, where LeBron James suffered the worst loss of his 21-year career. Wow. Joel, yes, that's right. That's 21. right, Jeff Saturday. Joel Embiid had a triple-double as the 76ers beat the Lakers 138-94. to LeBron was not happy about it, to say the least. Here's what he had to say. What needs to change in order for that not to happen again? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. The Dan's question, you said a lot needs to change. Is there anything specific you feel like needs to change? Uh, you said a lot. You said what in particular, I said a lot. Meanwhile, the other L.A. team may have had an even worse loss. The Clippers blew an 11-point fourth-quarter lead to lose to a Nuggets team that was playing without Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Aaron Gordon. Clippers were outscored 36-16 in the fourth quarter, and at the end of the game, Russell Westbrook got into a heated exchange with a fan. See here Westbrook standing at midcourt and yelling at the fan who was sitting behind the courtside seats. Afterwards, Russell Westbrook explained what was going on. It's unfortunate for Anthony to get away with saying anything, and I won't. Personally, I won't allow it. I took a lot of, you know, people saying anything and, you know, getting away with it, but uh, I won't stand for it. Important to note, this was a home game for the Clippers, too. So <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what, do you, what do you make of, uh, of Russell Westbrook getting into, into it Sorry, with fans? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, we would all agree that as a player, it's your job to try to keep your composure as much as you possibly can. I think from Russell Westbrook's standpoint, he had people playing on his name, calling him Russell Westbrook, and now he's got kids and they can hear all these <laughs> things. And it can, it can get to you as a player. I think at the end of the day, fan is short for fanatic. And fans are what make our game great. They allow us to actually talk about the game and actually play these games and make a king's ransom doing it. Yeah. So my, my advice to guys like Russell Westbrook, who, I mean, bro, oof. Russell Dude, Westbrook, my did bad. Did you really? Uh, from guys, to guys like Russell, Russell, forgive him for a mistake. Yeah, forgive my mistake. For guys like Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook, 
my point would be you've accomplished so much in this game. You're a Hall of Fame type of player. Don't allow the fans at the end of your career to have you in the stands arguing with them. Keep the focus on the game and go out and try to get victory. I'm not going to take this to a somber place, right? Like, fans pay our salary, okay? So here's my thing. There are certain things that fans should not be able to say, right? And, and so we all know what that level is, right? And so um, there are things that I've heard fans say that I would say, hey, but my, my name, I, I listen, a lot of people made fun of my name, right? I'd have every drunk Jets fan in the world, hey, Saturday, you realize it's Sunday, we're playing. I mean, come on, bro. Like, like they say a lot of Saturday, you suck on Sunday. Okay, great. Like they they would put a bash on you for whatever. Right. So there, but there are certain lines fans absolutely should not cross. Right. West Brick to me would not be that line. I mean, so like if that's that's funny, right? Like, like fans are gonna come up with funny stuff and it happens, right? If you're not playing good, you're gonna get called out. If you're making a bunch of money and everybody's frustrated, Listen, we all have lived it. Is it fair? No. But neither is what we get to do for a living. So at some well, point, at fair. some point, you got to get to the point where you just put it, wash it off your back. Nobody deserves to be disrespected. Exactly. Um, whether, oh. he should, whether he should handle it the way that he does or he didn't, like, yeah. I've never been as big a celebrity or as important a player as Russell has been through the course of his career. So I didn't have to endure nearly as much as he had. And as football players, we have a different experience than basketball players. Russell is a noticeable person. Everywhere he goes, he right. could have to experience this. So, like, I agree. We don't have to take it to a somber place. We don't have to woe is me. But we also don't have to discredit it and say, well, you play our salary, so you can call us anything you want. I didn't no. say, I didn't say I anything I, you want. I didn't say anything you I, want. But I said there are know. certain things where you go, it, that's, not, that's not a line crosser, right? Like making fun of – like New England Patriots played Peyton's commercial during the, the break during a, during a game. And the entire fan – it was a cut that meat commercial, right? Like way back in the day. And everybody's making fun. Did Peyton Manning throw you? Man, I'm tired. Like, it's some things are disrespectful. A hundred percent agree with that. Certain things should not be said. But everything a fan says so to you is not like, is, all right, bro, here we go. My point is there's a difference between saying that he should not react to it. I'm with you. You probably don't want to react to it because that's what they want. Right. There's it's a difference between worse, saying that yeah. and also saying that the fans can say certain things. I think that there is a line, and that line is different for different people depending sure, on yeah. their experience. And so I'm fine with Russell straightening this out. If he wants to do it, he wants to yell up in the fans, by all means, yell up in the fans, by all means, do that. Sometimes the fans forget that the, the special, the people in this situation who are special are the guys on the court. Right. Those are the reasons why you were paying. So, like, treating them with some level of respect is something that I think is okay. And what you don't want to happen, I'm sure the NBA doesn't want to happen, I wouldn't mind happen, is somebody climb up in there and get drop kicked. Because sometimes I think that the reason that those the dudes fans, were my neighbors, by the way, Look, they, dude, took it, they, catch, they, they, they took it catch, serious. Catch a L every now and then because the respect is an important thing. Respect. Dominique Foxworth's views on drop kicking of fans do not reflect those of ESPN. <laughs> I just want to make sure they, they that uh, that everyone Foxworth is clear <laughs> on that. Uh, hey, a drop kick. we got a big night of college hoops on ESPN. We got the men's ACC SEC challenge. Five big matchups on ESPN, ESPN2, and The U, highlighted by number eight, Miami, visiting number 12, Kentucky, at seven, and Clemson visiting number 23, Alabama. You can see all five games on the ESPN app. Coming up on Get Up, it could be the game of the year. We'll tell you why the Eagles 49ers showdown on Sunday means everything to San Francisco. But first, we got Sneaky Hembo, and this one is for Uh Dominique. The question is, which team leads the NFL in second-half comeback wins this season? Neek's going to think it over and come up with an answer when we come back. I know, I know. You you know. Yeah. 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. Today is Giving Tuesday, a global day of giving, and it's also the start of ESPN's V-Week when we continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. We can all make a difference today by supporting cancer research, which is needed now more than ever. If you're able, give now at v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes to cancer research. And we are back on Get Up with Sneaky Hembo time for Dominique. The question today, which team leads the NFL in second half comeback wins this season? Ah, yeah, it's a tough one. I crowdsourced the answer around the room. Okay. Unfortunate that Hembo's not here to get dunked upon because I'm feeling pretty confident oh, in okay. the Steelers of Pittsburgh. The Steelers of Pittsburgh is the correct yeah. answer. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. Six yeah thanks for the help, Jeff. Green. Uh, boom! That is Make one more than the Eagles and two more than the Broncos, Jets, and Seahawks, all of whom I uh, have four. So, yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming back and winning to get to seven and four. Now let's play a game of right or wrong. Dominique, the Chiefs' issues on offense are behind them. Right or wrong? <laughs> wrong. Oh, right. I mean, they just went went ham in the second half against the Raiders. It's a little different than the competitors that they're going to be facing. I think all of their losses this year, you can kind of pin part of the reason why they lost on their receivers dropping balls. And so it's really hard to say that their answers are behind, the um, problems are behind them when they don't have an answer to that question. Who's our number one? Here's a team with some more problems. The Bills, Jeff Saturday, won't win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen. Right or wrong? That's wrong. That's, that's real wrong. That's like your high wrong. That, that's, that's where you are right now, Gross. <laughs> no, listen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen has done plenty to put his team in position to win games. they got to figure a way to close out. Defensively gave up too many points in the fourth quarter. But Josh Allen is not the problem. You get rid of Josh Allen, you got no shot at the Super Bowl. You better keep that dude around for a while. That's probably true. RG3, the Eagles will lose to the 49ers on Sunday. Right or wrong? I mean, what kind of question is this, guy? It's a yes or no oh. question. Tuesday, so it's definitely possible that they could potentially lose. Uh-huh. But I'm excited about this one because of all the animosity from the playoffs. 
Niners didn't have a QB, or should I say they got their QBs knocked out of the game. Yeah. This is a big statement game, prove it game. The Niners want to get their bike back, and they're playing at a really high level right now, but they got Jalen Hurts on the other side for the Eagles, and he is all Vegas. Somebody changed Vegas the name of the game. To. It's not right, wrong, or definite possibility. They win, they win, it's right or wrong. You let them run wild. And, uh, the 10-1 and one Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point underdog against San Francisco on a Sunday, according to ESPN Bet. 10 and one. Our analytics also agree. They give the Eagles just a 44% chance to win. So what's going on here? <laughs> are we surprised that the 49ers are the favorite in this game? Absolutely. Syriana has that post. It's already posted in the locker yeah, room. Oh, it is posted all around. <laughs> you think people respect you? Nobody respects you. Look right here. Oh, yeah, it's it's already up there. You're, you're underdogs at 10 and one has that ever happened? I don't. Has that ever happened in league history? Being ten and one and at home, and now you're you're basically a three point dog. It has not happened in the Super Bowl era, so that encompasses oh, what almost sixty years. Yeah, of league it's a long history, time. So, yeah. yeah, I mean they're putting a lot on this rest disadvantage that the Eagles have, and I think could I see the Eagles lose this game? Yes, but should they be favored? Like I, I think they should. Yes. And you see the way that the 49ers have when they're healthy. I think that's probably what they're looking at is when the 49ers are healthy, they give teams hell. And right now the Eagles. Are not as healthy as they want to be across the offensive line, and they've Lane been Johnson. in a lot you of these. Lane yeah, Johnson, they've been, right. yeah, they don't have Lane Johnson, and they've been in a lot of these close games that could go either way at the end. So I, I could see how someone could arrive at thinking the 49ers could win, but I don't see them as favorites. And, and here's my problem with them not being and favorites Philly. at home. When we talk about the San Francisco 49ers, we talked about how they didn't have all their Avengers on offense, right? Debo was out. Trent Williams was out. Well, when they had their Pro Bowl left tackle out of the game, they went and lost two games and only scored 17 points. Well, the Eagles didn't have Lane Johnson in their game on Sunday. And what they do? They score 37 and come back and win. So when you look at the Eagles, it's about Jalen Hurts. Their defense isn't playing as good as they they were last year. They're a top 20 defense or like in the 20s on defense as as opposed to being in the top 10. Jalen Hurts is playing at a super high level and they don't even have Dallas Goddard. So we're talking about a team in the Eagles that we were underestimating and and over scrutinizing even though they're 10 and 1, whereas we make all these excuses for the San Francisco 49ers. Bottom line is I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. Both these teams are, are playoff teams, but the Eagles should not be an underdog at home being 10-1. It's a rematch of the NFC Championship game. I think there are 49ers fans who would have loved to see Brock Purdy play that whole game and maybe give them a shot to win it. He got hurt early and couldn't do it. Like, Are you buying Brock Purdy and his ability to go into Philadelphia and win a game like this. See now, see now you put me in a tough spot. That's a possibility. You put me. No, no, no. Because I'm a believer in Brock Purdy. Right. And what I'm saying is, I don't want to pick the game today because I still want to watch the tape and let it all play out before we get to game day. But Brock Purdy is not just a passenger with the San Francisco 49ers. For sure. This guy is making the right plays. He's getting the ball to where it's supposed to be. He's creating with his feet. He's doing everything that you want from the quarterback and not just managing the game. So can he go into Philadelphia and lead them to a victory? 100% he can. And before this past game, he was playing at an MVP level himself. Sure. So I'm a believer in Brock I Purdy. certainly think he can, and there's one way that he can go about doing it, and that's by getting a, uh, an early lead and still maintaining the ability to have the run to threaten so that they can still throw the ball off of that. And I think that Brock Purdy in his second year as Mr. Irrelevant, he is amazing. Yes. But he's not quite at the Jalen Hurts level yet. And, no. and he may mature to that point, but he's early in his maturation process. And we, I think we all accept that the best way for Brock Purdy to play is to attack the middle of the field because right. they can threaten with the run. Yep. Once they get 
down by a bunch and you're like, hey, you're down by two scores in the second half. Now we know that you're not going to run the ball. We know that you're going to throw it. We haven't seen Brock Purdy be able to do that in these situations. So it's important yeah. for the Eagles to get a good I start. I think that, that's the big issue for me is, is that even if you're down 10 points, before, you still feel like Jalen Hurts right. and, and this offense can yeah. come back and find a way because right. they've shown it, right? If that happens to San Francisco, do you feel that? Now listen, Ayuk's going to be there. Debo Samuel's there. Christian McCaffrey's there. They have explosive players, right? Yes. Not, not just plays, but players that can take that thing and go make special things. Things happen. I think that's what San Fran's going to have to live on. This is not going to be a do we just rely because the Hurts equation always deals with his legs, right? You saw how they – listen, we, as a coach, I watched us lose to the Eagles because of that same QB draw to walk in mm-hmm. the end zone. Yep. So, And they're going to run it, and they're going to be successful with it because they get numbers how they want. They set this thing up. It's the Hurts running ability with this thing that separates he and Purdy at yeah. this point. The only context that I would add to the Purdy conversation is that when they were behind – and, they, and he wasn't able to kind of will them back to victory. It was when they weren't at full strength. That's true. I think what we've seen, I think what we've seen from Jalen Hurts proves that he can do it regardless of whether he has those yeah. guys, but he still has two number one wide receivers. No right. They're, they're, for now, absolutely. for Brock Purdy, let's see if they do get behind against the Eagles and they have the full arsenal of weapons, can he be that guy that can bring them back like a Jalen Hurts? Be a lot of he hasn't proved it yet. Yeah, I think Real maybe quick. at some point in his career, but it's hard right now. And the idea that's saying, I mean, the 49ers are never going to be fully healthy in the playoffs. It's just like it never happens. Nobody. It right. never happens for any football team, and they're re- right. very reliant on those players. All right, we'll see a lot more on this game as the week rolls Big along. Time. When we're done, here first take is coming up next what needs to change for the Lakers after they were blown out last night and should the Bears move on from Justin Fields it'll be first take with Molly Stephen A Shannon Jeff RG3 next at the top of the hour The ACC-SEC Challenge continues tomorrow night with five more games on the ESPN family of networks, mm-hmm. highlighted by number 10 Tennessee facing number 17 North Carolina at 715 Eastern on ESPN. And that game will be followed by number 7 Duke Boom. visiting Arkansas. Hey, guys, <laughs> check out this eye candy from Michigan High School football over the weekend. This is Belleville's Adrian Walker. Yeah, tip the ball to himself. Oh, love it. Catch oh. it on behind your back. Yes, sir. Oh. Dominique, he steal that from you? I wish, yeah. yeah. I mean, you argue that they can't. I know he's a DB. He might be a linebacker. Hey, Best DB. athlete. Something about that ball hey, in the back. Hey, thanks for watching Get Up. Take that catch. First take is next. Big time.